We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Tuesday NBA DFS slate. You can find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, and among other places. And you can check us out on Twitter here for me at Josh Hayes FS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Benny, welcome to another Tuesday of hot NBA action. Yeah, pretty pretty decent slate for Tuesday. We got six games here on tap. A couple games that should have some, you know, pretty hot paces. Denver, Orlando should be pretty hot. Philly and Brooklyn should be pretty hot. Um, Sacramento and the Lakers should be scorching. So a couple, couple spots that I think people are going to look at. I think the Toronto, San Antonio, and uh, t- uh, Toronto, Milwaukee, Clippers, San Antonio, and Boston, Indiana games are the ones that I would be a little more cautious of because some of those teams play pretty good defense, although Boston and Indiana could turn into a track meet as well with the you know pace that Boston plays at. So definitely a couple different spots you can look at here. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, uh, and we've got some some I think I, I, some some clear options, even some potential stacks uh, there there as well. This is the first time I've seen this um, in in quite some time. But you know, uh, Rajon Rondo, one of the top projected point guards on the day. Not that he hasn't been productive all season long. I've I, I can't remember the last time he was actually listed number one over Chris Paul. But I think it's actually a good spot with being that uh, CP3 uh, facing San Antonio. So, how do you have the uh, uh, Tuesday point guard situation breaking down? 
Yeah, we know the Lakers have been, you know, horrendous at stopping everybody. So you get a high-paced game like Sacramento and L.A. should be. You get Rondo going up against weak uh, point guard defense on the Lakers. So it makes perfect sense there. I agree with you on Chris Paul as well. I'm not going to be using him against the San Antonio Spurs. I just don't play guys against the Spurs very often, if ever. And as much as I like Chris Paul and as well as he's played this year, I don't think it's worth it to pay up for him when you have other options that you can consider. Isaiah Thomas is is in a pretty good spot here for me, IT2. Yeah, he is getting a little pricey, but he's going up against Indiana. If you watched that game the other night, George Hill did not look right. So if George Hill's going to be the starting point guard, Isaiah Thomas is tough for anybody to stand in front of when they're 100% healthy and he's playing at 50%, let alone when he's playing, you know, well as he has been lately and, you know, the guys trying to guard him are playing at 50%. So I can see IT2 just blowing by George Hill, who's normally a pretty good defensive player, and I can see people shying away from it because the, you know, DVP of the matchup is probably not one of the better ones on the day. So I like Thomas a lot in tournaments. And then um, the other guy who I've been looking at, Emmanuel Moutier, has been playing really, really well lately. And he's going to probably draw C.J. Watson defense because I think Alfred Payton is probably going to miss this game as well. He's been, you know, banged up and in and out of the the lineup over the last couple games. Moutier had a string of, you know, like 30-plus fantasy point games up there. His price is starting to rise a little bit, so he doesn't offer as much upside as he did. But I still think I'm going to have a little bit of... uh, a little bit of exposure to him as well. And then the last guy who I'll have a little bit of exposure to, especially if he stays cheap, is probably going to be Jared Bayless. And I like Bayless's role on that team now. He's the point guard, technically, but he's not really. You know, Giannis is the one who's running the offense, and Bayless is more of like the spot-up shooter that they have on the side. But again, if he's cheap enough and he's playing enough minutes, he's still able to rack up some pretty good fantasy points as he has over the last couple games. So he's a guy that I'd be looking for if I needed some cheap exposure to somebody on a day. Yep, I agree with you there as well. So uh, a couple different directions you want to go with. I'm good. I actually like to go Russell and Rondo, uh, believe it or not, in the spot. I will put Russell on the GPP category because he's in a little bit on uh, – uh, on alert for me because I don't like this whole 22-minute thing that happened to every single starter in the lineup in a close game against the New York Knicks, so that scares me a little bit. But nevertheless, I think Russell should at least be uh, under GPP consideration. I think in normal cases, I wouldn't give uh, as much credence to Darren Collison, but you know he's still playing basically shooting guard minutes in the fourth quarter for the Sacramento Kings, so he's somebody that we should give some consideration to. And on the, on the flip side of that, Kyle Lowry should dominate Jared Jer- Bayless' defense. In all honesty, um, so uh, it is on the road, and you know, um, um, Milwaukee has been playing pretty well overall, but they've been playing some higher scoring games uh, than, than they've been used to up top there as well. I love your call on IT too. Like you said, George Hill, as long as he's not healthy, they don't have a viable uh, answer for him. But, you know, uh, no, they don't have anyone that can. Who is mark. it, Joe? Who am I thinking of? Who they, they drafted Joe Young? Is it who it is? But who's really a two? But it's like in, yeah. a, in a one's body. Well, they also have. They they picked up Ty Lawson, but I know oh, he was out. He was out the last game, so right. you know everybody was kind of expecting a little bit of uh, point Monta Ellis as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, either way though, I don't think any of those guys, Monta Ellis, maybe even Rodney Stuckey, sees a few minutes. But I'm not really worried about it. I just don't think they have a way that they can match up with them. So. Yeah, I'm going to draw the line there at, at Bayless at best, and he's the only one I want to dip to down into the, in the second tier. I'm probably going to stay above board with Kyle Lowry and Rondo, uh, as anchoring a lot of lineups there with um, potentially Isaiah Thomas and completely avoiding Chris Paul. 
uh, against mm-hmm. San Antonio there as well. Yep. Although it is, you know, uh, San Antonio is a great team defense, even though the point guard is the one position you might want to attack. Nevertheless, I don't want a game in the 160s or 170s like the Spurs have always, uh, you know, have been known to do uh, throughout the season. Yeah, their their defense lately has been really, really good, too. They're not giving up a lot of points at all, so I just don't want to mess with them. Yeah, their the defense has been good all season long. They're number one defensive team. Mm. See, um, All right, let's go ahead and flip it over to the two. Let's talk about what you want to do here at Shooting Guard here for Tuesday. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to mess with Middleton and, and DeMar DeRozan are, are probably the likely two highest scorers on the day going up against each other in a game that, you know, Toronto's been playing good defense. So I think we're going to see a little bit of a lower score there. So I don't think I'm willing to pay up for either one of those guys. I do like some of the guys right below them, though. Uh, Victor Oladipo going up against Denver. If Elf Payton's out, he plays a little bit more point guard, and he also is going to get, you know, more minutes overall. So I have no problem using him against a high-paced team like Denver there. I think that he can have a good game. I like Jordan Clarkson against Sacramento. As we said, you know, Kobe took 15 shots last game. Clarkson took 16, which is what we like to see. I agree with you. I don't really trust Byron Scott, so I hate recommending guys on the Lakers Mm -hmm. because you never know if everybody's just going to get, especially now that Lou Williams is back in the mix, you know, is Lou Williams going to get 22 minutes and Clarkson's going to get 26 and Kobe's going to get 25 and you know, Russell's going to get 24 and each one of them is going to play like two quarters and none of them are going to have a huge game. But I'm willing to take the chance with Clarkson because he basically is playing the two against Sacramento, which has kind of been a cheat code we've been using all year long. Sacramento's been horrendous at guarding two guards. So I do think it's a good spot there for Clarkson. And then like we talked about on the Monday podcast, you know, Will Barton is finally starting to play like the guy we all expected him to be again when, when Gallo went down. So I'll probably have a couple shares of Will Barton as well, mostly for tournaments. You know, the matchup is not ideal. He'll probably draw a little bit of Oladipo defense for some points in time when he's in there. Oladipo is a pretty good defender, but I do think there'll be a lot of points in that game. And Barton's still pretty cheap. He's usually below about 6K, so you really only need like 30 fantasy points out of him. And like I said, he's done that in the last couple games. So I, I think he's another guy that I'm going to be looking at. Oh, I, I like those calls. Over. I'm, I am worried about Jordan Clarkson and the Lakers defense because, um, yeah, Byron Scott has gone full ping pong ball mode, as we talked about on on the hoop show earlier today. Victor Oladipo, I think, is in a, in a really good spot. Gary Harris has been playing actually improved defense. Um, but, the, but you know, he's actually one of my favorite plays on the day because you're going to get a, a little bit of a discount. Holding The price has been holding at 7K. And, you know, throughout the Portland game where that was, you know, back-to-back on the road. And we're looking at 35 to 40 fancy points, which is good for five, uh, 5.3 to, to 6X uh, in, in terms of value. So that's a good spot. For, uh, for and I think the total is going to be pretty good in in that game. Um, and aside from that, uh, if you want to go back um, in the mix with Will Barton, who you know will be facing second team defense, uh, Orlando, I'm okay with that. Uh, but there isn't, but it's really isn't that attractive of a of a spot uh, yeah. overall at the two two guards position. Now you can make a case for 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 Milton or or DeRozan, and I mean DeRozan went you know complete ham sandwich in the last game. That's pretty nice, but before that, he hit, he missed three straight games where he missed five x. So it's a little bit. And I mean, Chris Milton's not not any sort of lockdown defender or anything like that, you know. But I mean, I might want to just take the other side with Chris Milton, who scored forty fantasy points in three straight games uh, in terms of cash. So cash safety. So that's the way I see the shooting guard breaking down here. Anybody else that you want to uh, uh, stump for it before we move on to the three? 
No, I kind of agree with you. It's not a very robust position today, um, yeah. especially on a, on a six-game slate. There's really only the handful of guys that we kind of mentioned who I'd even consider. Right, especially knowing what we want to do at the, at the small forward here coming up. But before we get yes. into that, uh, we got to let all the pod listeners know, uh, are you subscribing to rotowire.com? If not, what are you waiting for? We've got the free 10-day trial going on, rotowire.com slash pod. Features include lineup optimizers for all the major sports on eight different DFS sites, including the number one site in FanDuel. You want to get those up-to-minute depth charts, customizable league projections, uh, and uh, the getting ready for your draft here for fantasy baseball. We have all the inside information that you need to dominate your fantasy league here. Check it out for a 10-day free trial, rotowire.com slash pod. The... Uh, uh, information will be there for you for uh, for the same information that we use on this very show. So make sure you let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. All right, small forward up. Let's go ahead and talk about what you're putting down here at the three. I think this is the, this is the layup at the top spot here with Giannis. Am, am, am I wrong here? I mean, the guy's got 70-something fantasy points in four of his last seven games. Yeah. You know, I, that's pretty good, last I checked. I mean, even, even with the fact that you got to pay up for him, you know, he's nearing 10K right now, so he's almost up there in that rarefied air with the superstars like Kevin Durant and LeBron James and, you know, to the point where you're not really considering, do I want to use Giannis at this position, but you got to kind of look at him as, you know, is he the superstar I want to pay up for, you know, and, and measure him against guys like Boogie Cousins and Russell Westbrook and James Harden and the guys that are 10K players at other positions. But I do like him. I mean, it's not the greatest matchup here against Toronto. You know, Toronto is a good defensive efficiency team. He'll probably draw a little bit of neck tap defense. But the way that he's been the way that he's been playing, I'm I'm not really nervous. And the thing that I told people is, you know, he's always been a good rebounder and he's always been able to get you like 12 or 14 points. But with the ball in his hand a little more recently, he's raised the amount of points that he scored up to about the 20 range. And the thing that he really did that has, you know, vaulted his fantasy scores into the stratosphere is he's getting like double digit assists right now. So he went from being a double double threat, you know, 14 and 10 kind of guy to a 20, 12 and 12 kind of guy. And he still adds in a lot of those defensive stats because he's long and he's lean. He gets you the blocks. He gets you the steals. So, you know, I, I think it's almost a slam dunk that he's one of the guys you want to put in there. And then for me, there's two ways that I'm going for my second small forward. Where I can afford to pay up, I'm putting Kawhi Leonard in there with him against the Clippers. You know, we talked about it on the season-long pod earlier today how, you know, the Clippers just roll out a whole bunch of forwards that are meh. You know, none of them really excite you. They got guys like Emba Mute and Jeff Green and, you know, Paul Pierce even still on the team. I don't even know. And Wes Johnson, you know, none of those guys are going to be able to slow down Kawhi Leonard. So if that game stays close at all and Leonard plays big minutes, he's been putting up 40, 50 fantasy points in a lot of his recent contests. So I think I'd prefer to pay up for Kawhi Leonard over Paul George going up against Boston, who, you know, is a little bit better on their perimeter defense. Then the only guy who I would consider as like a salary saver kind of guy here is probably Bojan Bogdanovic. It's not even that I love him, but he's going up against Philly. You know, Philly defense is horrendous here. And, you know, Bojan is just playing so many minutes and he's so cheap that, you know, he can get you 25 fantasy points and give you a five to five and a half X on it. If he somehow gets you to 30, you're talking like six or seven X on this price below 5K. So, He's probably the only cheap guy that I'm really looking at to roll out here. 
All right, fair enough. I think I can make a case for Evan Fournier against Denver at home. Uh, he had been rolling pretty well uh, up until the last game at, at Portland, which, like I said, again, was a back-to-back game on the road. 30 fancy points plus in three straight games, ranging in the 5,500 range. Price is still holding, and, you know, f- 34 fancy points, which is very reasonable for him, is good for over 6x, 6.2x. So something to keep an eye on there. We know that that's going to, you know, be... Uh, uh, a spot that you can sort of tech. What is it like Jakar Sampson defense or something like that? Um, mm-hmm. Never really going to be scared or worry about that. Um, so there's a situation. If you want to go a little bit uh, home run GPP play, I think you can make a case for Romney Caspi, who's actually been out playing Rudy Gay. I don't mind taking a flyer on Rudy Gay for, uh, for, uh, for a bounce back either because it is the LA Lakers and, Kobe slash Anthony Brown defense, which is gonna, always going to put you in a good spot. But Omri Caspi at, you know, what, 800 above minimum salary. Last price, 24 fancy points was good for 5.7x, 20 points uh, with three rebounds and a steal. So, I mean, expect if he's going to stay hot, you can expect the, the usage to stay pretty similar to, you know, the 20, 25 point range. So there's a couple of different options that I'm um, taking a look at here at small forward. Um, it's, you know, w- with six games in sight and some of these teams that we're just going to straight up roll out because their rosters are so bad, like Philly and Brooklyn, you know, it really doesn't feel, and San Antonio and the Lakers, it, re- it really feels like a four-game slate, not not a six. Well, you can make a case for, like, a guy like Kawhi, for example, but, you know, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying. Um, it's, it's not as many options as it actually seems. Uh, so anybody else you want to talk about at three before we go to the four? No, not really. All right, power forward up. Let's go ahead and talk about... Um, some of the, the boys that we have available here. We've got another spur that we can make a case for. We've got Thad Young and uh, maybe some Jared Sullinger action here. Maybe get back involved with Aaron Gorn. How do you have this breaking down? Yeah, you know, I would like to make a case for LaMarcus Aldridge being how bad the Clippers are against Biggs, but his price has come up $1,000 in the last two weeks. So he went from being a guy that offered you upside at, you know, below 7K or right at 7K to a guy at, you know, over 8K in his last game and, and probably going to be somewhere around there again here. I just don't think there's a lot of upside left there. I prefer to save a little bit of money today. You can go down to guys like uh, Nerlens Noel, who's been putting up, you know, 30, 35 fantasy points a game without Jaleel Okafor in there. He gets a matchup with Brooklyn. Um, I don't hate that matchup for him. You can look at a guy like uh, Jabari Parker, whose price still hasn't come up to where I think it should be. I mean, he's still below 7K and consistently putting up 30 to 40 fantasy points a game. So he's another guy that I think we can look at um, in his matchup. Toronto at the power forward spot throws guys like Scola and, pa- and Patrick Patterson at you. So, you know, J- who they just signed? Jason Thompson as well. You know, none of that really scares me. Parker plays a lot of minutes. I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a hot pace, so I don't mind him there. And then Aaron Gordon's been playing pretty well lately, and he's going to be in a, you know, fast-paced, up-and-down kind of game against Denver. So I think he's another guy that you can look at, put up, uh, you know, 30 30 to 40 fantasy points in three of his last four games, you know, giving you a whole bunch of 5 and 6x games in his last 10. So he's a viable option. And then my punt play of the day here, and I know it's somebody that, You'll, you'll probably be on board with. Willie Cauley-Stein has been getting some more minutes lately for Sacramento. And the last couple games, he is literally min-price over on Fandle. He was 3500 two games back. Uh, they raised his price up to 3600 against Utah. He played 28 minutes in that game. And at 3500 if he puts up 20 to 25 fantasy points, as he did in the last two games, he's a guy that's giving you 6x value. So if his price doesn't jump up all that much for this game, you know, I think Willie Cauley-Stein is going to get 
a few more minutes going forward at the expense of guys like Kufis and uh, and Quincy Acey. I think they want to let the kid kind of get a little bit of run and, you know, kind of see what they have with him. So if he stays around mint price, I think he'd be a viable punt option if I was trying to fit in a couple superstars. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. Billy Collarstein is a nice little um, back-end play that we can uh, potentially make a case for there as well. A couple of guys to take a look at there. Um, Aaron Gordon has been killing me because every time I've jumped in on Commissioner Gordon, it's been like March 4th and March 8th, which are literally the only two bad games that he's had um in almost a month you did have a 20 point game you know uh there as well so like every single time i've jumped on the bandwagon he is like you know uh unceremoniously kicked me off but there but prior to that last two games does does damage against portland does damage against sac 34 and 30 fancy points uh overall you know hits 5x against sacramento so um you know if if that's going to be the case then i'm probably going to you know uh, make the case to jump back in again uh on him so um the other thing that we need to pay attention to as well is uh the situation that's happening with philly is uh they have um a barren frontline situation here so carl landry has been actually getting big minutes as of late 25 minutes plus in three of the past four and you know at minimum salary i think he you know what he what he the last two games he was 100 above min salary on FanDuel. they're um paid off 7x in, in two straight games and then the you know two games before that so three out of four games he's paid off 7.9 7.2 and 8.1 x you know and it's been approaching double double status with some good scoring overall an underrated guy who's like you know has been you know injured for a lot of time there but in all honesty is probably one of the probably the best scoring forward that they have on on their roster and i don't count jaleel Okafor because he's a center to me so, um, you know, now he's finally getting minutes on a team that's bad. And, you know, you could you can make a case for him as a little nice cheap punt option uh, or a salary balancer in, in you know, some of your GPPs. Um, that's it for me at Power Forward. Are, are we good here? Yeah, no, that's I'm, everybody I wanted to talk about. All right. Before we move on to center, we got to make sure all the business owners are good with their websites. If not, they can do it themselves here with Wix.com. No matter what business you're in, Wix.com is something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day so when you're running your own business you're bound to be busy too busy to worry about the budgets the scheduling appointments or building a website for your business and because you're too busy it has to be easy and that's where wix.com comes in with wix.com it's easy and free go to wix.com to create your own website today the results will be stunning all right let's center is up let's talk about what you're putting down here for the tuesday slate i mean if you got the money too he's up to 11k but the marcus cousins is you know one of the best spots you can ask for. He goes up against the L.A. Lakers. It's going to be a high-scoring game. The Lakers don't have any big men that can stop anybody. You know, Cousins is going to eat as much as he wants to in this matchup. So, to me, he's clear-cut number one guy, somebody I'm going to be starting my rosters with and kind of building around. Coming down from him, though, I don't really love the options. I mean, we talked about this earlier, that Brooke Lopez is just... He, he doesn't look right. He's not, you know, he's not playing the way he was... Three rebounds in the last game. He's had a couple games where he hasn't shot the ball or scored all that well. He just hasn't been giving you value for the elevated price that you have to pay for him. So I've been shying away from him. With with uh, Vucevic likely hurt, I do like Jokic on the other side. Again, it, it's risky because of all the 
messing around that uh, Coach Malone is doing with the lineup there. But if you have Vucevic out, you're going to be seeing um, Jokic going up against guys like, you know, maybe a, maybe a Deadman on the other side of that, and he should be able to have his way with them there. Again, the thing that I like about him is he can rebound, he can score, he's a double-double threat, but he also passes the ball pretty well and, and tends to rack up some of those defensive stats as well. So this is a guy that can, you know, really put up some big numbers for us. You know, we've seen him put up numbers in the 30s and 40s recently, and I think he's still pretty well-priced in a, in a pretty good matchup, especially if Vucevic is out and they, you know, have to go with some of the backup guys. I, I do like Jokic as well. And then... You know, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm not really looking to go down. You know, I don't like Greg Monroe and Valachunas going up against each other in that matchup. I know Monroe's playing a little more. I just think his price, you know, he hasn't really been giving you a good payoff for it. Valachunas at 6K, I think, is a little expensive. I think he can get you value. I don't hate him for a cash game. But, you know, not really messing with Jan Mahimi. You know, Tim Duncan is very up and down depending on how many minutes he plays and if the game stays close I don't really trust him and then the only other guy is DeAndre Jordan and again I don't really like playing guys against the Spurs so for me it's basically Cousins up top if I have the money to spend which I'm trying to do and then if I need to save I think Jokic is the guy that I'm going to yeah I like Jokic up top I like Cousins and in slightly below the top tier I'm definitely in on Brolo for sure uh against Philadelphia defense it's you know I'm not I don't not worried about um you know what's uh happening necessarily with um him you know with a bad game against milwaukee or or the last game where he only scored 38 fancy points he was good for 24 and 7 um i'm going back to the well again if you don't want have the 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 money to pick up the marks cousins especially if they're going to have an empty set there with you know undersized uh, nerland's noel and carl landry who's like six seven at power forward so it's going to be a very small front line uh, I think there's going to be a good spot for him to get um, you know, back in the mix and get some exposure. So uh, those two guys are definitely in the mix for me. And, you know, obviously we talked about how much I love Jokic. Um, I'm okay with JV uh, as well, as, you know, as long as he continues to get the matchup against 6'9", Greg Monroe at the center position as well. So not in love with it, but probably would prefer, prefer Jokic above that and then Brolo. And, but Cousins is going to be a max exposure guy for me here on the Tuesday slate. And that's going to wrap it up here for the RotoWire DFS Podcast Tuesday edition. Don't forget to share and subscribe uh, this very podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We uh, definitely appreciate all, all the positive reviews. Uh, you can check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. And it's at RotoWire and RotoWire.com for all your fantasy, DFS, and season-long needs. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.